This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. We join you from Surprise, Arizona, Surprise Stadium, where the Indians will take on the Texas Rangers this afternoon. Our final spring training broadcast on the Indians radio network. So setting up, getting ready to go here as the Tribe and Rangers will have at it at 3.05 Eastern time if you're tuned to this show as it airs live on the Indians radio network. Coming up on this week's show, we're really looking forward to a visit with Rajay Davis. Had a chance to sit down with the Indians outfielder who made the club. It was announced officially earlier this week. Came into camp as a non-roster invite on that minor league deal. But uh, great memories of Rajay Davis for Tribe fans. 2016, he led the American League in stolen bases. Oh, what? There was other stuff in the postseason? Now the pitch. Swung on, lined to deep left field. It is gone! You should see the celebration out of the Indians' third base dugout. That's right. He hit one of the, the greatest and most emotional home runs, certainly in Indians' history. The game-tying home run in the eighth inning of Game 7 of that 2016 World Series. And he says when he looks back on it, it's uh, almost like an out-of-body experience for him. It's just an exciting moment, you know. I do remember a lot of it just running around the bases and then finally realizing that, holy cow, what did I just do? And that interview with Rajay Davis comes your way later in our show. But when we get started after the break, we'll hear from Tribe Closer Cody Allen, who says going through another season of high expectations with this group certainly makes things special based on the friendships and relationships that have been built over the years. I mean, these guys, you know, we've been through a lot together. We've taken our lumps together. We've cut our teeth together. We've, we've won together. And so it would be extremely special to do it uh, with that group of guys for this organization. Also on the show, Indians reliever Tyler Olson. And it all comes your way as we get started with Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Surprise, Arizona today. Surprise Stadium where the Indians are taking on the Texas Rangers in exhibition play right after this program if you're tuned in live indians closer cody allen man he looks sharp in spring training and he's looking to continue what has been an extremely consistent stretch by any standard for an american or national league closer in fact with 30 saves a season ago he joins select company as only kenley jansen and craig kimbrell have at least 30 saves 
in each of the last three seasons. And when you talk about Cody Allen, you really go back to 2013 where he has averaged, averaged more than 70 appearances a season. Extremely durable, extremely effective, and any team certainly likes to have that good closer at the back end of their bullpen. And for Cody Allen, it was a a different offseason for him as uh, he and his wife Mallory became parents during the season last year, and their son, Kaysen, obviously uh, born midway through the season a year ago, and uh, that meant a different kind of offseason for him, but one he says was uh, very relaxing and refreshing after a long baseball season. It, it was awesome. It was uh, it was great to spend, uh, you know, be there every day uh, during the season, unfortunately, where, you know, we go away for periods of time uh, for road trips and stuff, but being able to be there and see him and spend time with family on a daily basis, that was uh, that was very enjoyable. And on the baseball side, obviously, you're a, a high volume, you know, a lot of appearances, things like that. And it always seems like you're able to bounce back nicely. And, and what did you do with this offseason to make sure that happens again? Uh, the guys that I train with, um, you know, we kind of looked at some things going into the offseason, made some small adjustments like we do every single year. But pretty much in the grand scheme of things, uh, the outline of kind of how we approach the offseason, everything stays the same. Uh, we got a lot of good work in, good throwing program. Um, you know, the Indians are, are very involved, our training staff, our strength staff. You know, they're very involved with the people that we work with. So there's a lot of dialogue there and just ways to try and improve and, and have a better 2018 than we did in 2017. And dynamic-wise, there's always going to be change in terms of, of who's out there in that bullpen. And um, Brian Chaw won't be back this year. And, and I know you guys have kind of gone step-in-step step with appearances and, and amount of innings and things like that. Um <coughs> How, how are you looking to this season without him around and, and seeing who's here to, to pick up the slack? It's an unfortunate side of the game. Uh, you know, contracts run out, whatever it may be. Um, you know, those are big shoes to fill, but we're very confident that, you know, there's a lot of guys that will step up. We've had guys step up every single year, uh, and that's I think that's kind of a product of, of the environment that Tito and Chris and the rest of our staff have have really laid out there, have, have given guys an opportunity to, to relish in certain roles and, and kind of improve upon the, the previous role they had. So there's some guys that we're really, really excited about to come in and, and fill those big shoes. When you look at your role, uh, I know sometimes it can change, but primarily back in, the way you're used and, and what they do, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit, uh, how important is it the way that you're used and the communication that goes back and forth between yourself Terry Francona and the pitching coach. They, I mean, there's a pretty good idea of how things are going throughout a season, or how maybe the ball is coming out of my hand the night before, even though if it's not three days in a row, if, you know, if I just look tired or, or whatever it may be. There's some pretty good arms down there that can fill in for me. Um, but you know, it's all about just trying to stay consistent with not only your throwing program and everything, but all the work in between uh, in the training room, in the in the in the weight room, uh, to stay healthy, to stay feeling good throughout a season. And and our staff here invests a lot into players' routines and and their work in between outings or in between starts or whatever it may be to keep guys on the field and perform at their best. And and we have a lot of very valuable resources that the organization, uh, you know, puts in front of us that, you know, we're very lucky to have that is, enables us to, to stay on the field and, and perform year in, year out. And the year in, year out, I think the Indians can say year in and year out now for a while, they've been a really good ball club. 
you head into spring training this year. What keeps it fresh? What keeps it exciting for you and, and your teammates to be ready to, to go that extra mile again this season and then hopefully a deep run in the postseason? Well, it's a challenge. Uh, every every year, I think most of the guys in that clubhouse like enjoy a challenge. And, and going into a season, trying to be the last team standing and win the last game of the year, that is a, is a mountain of a task, and, and we're excited for it. Uh, there's a lot of teams that are fighting for that same goal, so we're just going to try and have to be a little bit better uh, than all 29 other teams in nearly every facet of the game. But the only thing we can do is just prepare to the best of our ability and once games start, just go compete. And for the most part, the the key group of players has stayed together for a while now. What does that mean to you to, to do it with that same group year after year for, in this game, a pretty extended period of time? It would mean a lot. You know, the, the group that's in there now, there's a lot of guys in there that we've all kind of cut our teeth together in the big leagues, like learned how to be a big leaguer, developed as players, as people, as teammates, uh, you know, players on your team you see their kids you know grow up you know so there's a there's a definite bond there and a relationship with a lot of those teammates that you want it for them more than you want it for yourself so you know but there's also expectations and accountability that are shared which which helps that relationship grow and that that kind of bond as teammates grow because you expect a lot of not only yourself but of your teammates and that feeling is mutual is that the biggest difference for you from say the, the first year you, you reached the major leagues, you know you're single guy at that time. Most of the, the teammates were the same, and and now you guys do have kids at the varying extents, and, and you're right in that mix too. Yeah, our families, you know, we're all very close. You know, we we keep in touch. We see guys throughout the off season, and, and we spend time together. And and this time in spring training, you know, when everybody's getting together, it, it's it's very exciting to just kind of pick up right where you left off because those are those are friendships that. A, there's a, there's a lot of friendships here that are, are going to last a lot longer than we're all in Cleveland. Um, so, but I mean, these guys, you know, we've been through a lot together. We've taken our lumps together. We've cut our teeth together. We've we've, we've won together, and so it would be extremely special to do it uh, with that group of guys for this organization. When you think spring training, Cody Allen, it, it's fun to look back to that first time you had a chance to pitch <clears throat> on a major league mound in the spring. We didn't know who you were. Before we knew it, you're in the major leagues later that season. Do you ever think back to that and, and how surreal that was at that time? I, I do think about that uh, often. I, I, I vividly remember, uh, you know, everyone who was there, the staff, you know, just kind of the circumstances and how everything happened. You know, Mickey Calloway was our pitching coordinator at the time, uh, and we were out here getting some good work in, and, and I happened to get an opportunity to get into a game uh, as a backup, and and it just kind of rolled from there. Um, but yeah, it was. It was pretty surreal at the time, and now that I look back at it, it's it's still just as surreal and just, you know, it's a cool story. Did you have any indication based on how you threw in, in those limited chances that, that that had left that kind of impression on people? No, I was just trying really, really hard not to walk, guys. I, I knew that those guys did not want some kid coming up and, and prolonging the game uh, and just pitching around guys, so I was either going to get... I was going to try and throw the ball over the plate to the best of my ability. I knew I was either going to get whacked or I was going to get some quick outs when we were going to get off the field. That's Indians closer Cody Allen reminiscing about the spring of 2012. He was coming off a 2011 season where he had pitched at single-A Kinston at the highest level for him. 
and uh, ends up shooting through the system after being very impressive in spring training games where he was not in major league camp. He was coming over from the minor league side just as an emergency fill-in. And as he mentioned, uh, there was one goal in mind, don't mess up the game and uh, get out of there as quickly as possible. And he certainly showed enough to Terry Francona to be called up later in that 2012 season and now one of the best closers in baseball. Now, another key piece to the tri-bullpen is left-hander Tyler Olson, who a year ago burst on the scene, appeared in 30 games, mainly in the second half, did not allow a run, and it couldn't have come at a better time during a, a good portion of that great stretch for Olson. Andrew Miller was on the disabled list, so the Indians needed good work from a left-hander, and it couldn't have been any better than what they received from Tyler Olson. Our good buddy Bart Swain from the Indians PR department had a chance to visit with Tyler earlier this spring, and Olson says last year was some kind of building point to his major league career. Basically just kind of, you know, look back on it and, you know, realize the things that worked for me and, you know, what can I do to, you know, redo that again and just do whatever I can do to, to be a part of the team and to help them, you know, get back to a postseason. Was it nice Going into the offseason knowing that you pretty much had solidified a you know, solid role for the next year? Yeah, it's definitely nice to, to come into spring this year and actually know the guys and know you know kind of what I'm getting into. Um, I don't ever really look at it that I solidified myself. I think you know I still got a lot of work to do as far as you know getting better, you know, learning the game, and you know it, it's not going to be like it was last year. So just kind of be prepared for the grinds of the season and uh, stay healthy. Talk about you know, a year ago, you're sitting here in this complex and compared to today, what, what are the feelings? What, how are they different? It's definitely nice. Like I said, I mean, it's nice knowing the guys, you know, to, to come in here and to know their game plan and, you know, their, their desires and, you know, what they want us to push towards. Um, to be on that page this year, you know, definitely playing with them last year, you saw it. But, you know, again, this year going into to the season and have a goal in mind and work every day towards that goal. When you went on that, you know, as you came up and I think you went up, down once, came back up, yeah. and just the role you got on it. Did you ever think? Did it ever? Did you ever think about it? Like, oh my God, I haven't given up a run yet. I mean, I definitely thought about it, but you know, I'm the type of person where I'm going to go out there in any situation that you know Tito and Mickey put me in. Just what can I do um, to help the team? You know, whether that's eat up a few innings if you know a starter doesn't get deep into the game, what do I need to do, you know, to, to go two innings or to go two plus or come in and just face one batter. I mean, there's definitely some unique uniqueness behind that, you know, knowing that, you know, you're coming in for one guy, or you're coming in for an inning and just kind of having that mindset of I got to do whatever I got to do to help the team. Um, this year we lost a couple guys, Brian and Joe and some others. Do you look at it as an opportunity for maybe step up to a bigger role? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely opportunity. And, you know, the, the thing that, you know, I saw last year is this entire bullpen is, is unbelievable. I mean, any, any guy can go out there in a situation and, you know, battle through an opportunity. And that's kind of the way I look at it. Whatever they want me to do, uh, I'm going to go out there and give 100% effort every time and hopefully have a good outcome. You mentioned the staff, just the whole staff in general and just what we have coming back and how exciting this year should be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been hear, hearing it a lot in the offseason. You know, you lost Shaw, you lost Joe, but we still have an unbelievable bullpen. I mean, 
you know, one of the best bullpens in MLB last year, and I, I see that. I truly believe that that's going to stay that way for a long time with this group of guys that we have here. What have your impressions been of Carl Willis so far? I really like him. He's, he's an easy guy to talk to. He definitely, you know, just in one bullpen said one thing and right away it clicked. So I think his ability to communicate with, you know, with the team and with individual players, you know, just in one time, it, it definitely shows that he knows knows what he's doing and he can really relate and communicate things to where you understand it and it clicks right away and got a good feel from him. There's uh you know, see, being around Andrew and Cody, have those guys rubbed off on you as far as, uh, you know, teaching you certain nuances? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily view myself as an Andrew Miller, but I definitely think that we do some things similar with how we, you know, spin the ball and how we attack guys. But just being able to pick his brain and understand, you know, why do you throw that pitch there? What are you thinking? What are you trying to set up? How do you hold your grip? You know, being able to talk to a guy like that, is you know in my eyes it, it, that's priceless. I mean to to learn from one of the best left-handed relievers in the league is it's pretty special for me. And yes, any bullpen that features Andrew Miller, well, if you're another left-hander, what a great situation that can be to fill out a bullpen. Well, when we return, we'll visit with Rajay Davis, and we'll talk about some great memories of the past in a Cleveland Indians uniform for Davis, and also what it's like to be back in the fold after being away from the ball club a season ago. That's all coming your way shortly as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Surprise Stadium in Surprise, Arizona, where the Indians are taking on the Texas Rangers this afternoon. We'll have radio coverage for you right after our show today. Well, for the Indians, the roster becoming clearer and certainly did earlier this week for Rajay Davis, who was in camp on a minor league contract with that non-roster invite to spring training. And uh, while it may have seemed a mere formality for many, he still had to make the ball club, and he played very well this spring and showed at the age of 37 that he still has what it takes to be someone to be reckoned with on the bases and uh, certainly an igniter in that Indians lineup for however many days he may play. And when we caught up with Rajay earlier this spring, he had a chance to settle in a little bit after signing, and he says it's just great to be back with an organization that he respects highly and also had one of his best seasons with in 2016. The best part, I got to give about 100 hugs one day. Yep, that was nice. That was the very first day back. You know, it was great to feel the love, um, you know, as if I never left. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this season. I'm excited about this team, excited about, you know, what this team is capable of doing. And when you first heard the news that, that maybe some things were going on discussions-wise between the Indians and, and yourself to, to come back, um, what was going through your mind at that point? Well, immediately, you know, we, 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 we were excited. Um, my family and I, we, we were really excited. It, it was a place where uh, my wife didn't think she would like, but she ended up loving um, the Cleveland area. And um, it's great for um, our kids growing up and a lot of things to do for them. Plus, they got the Chick-fil-A around, you know. They, they love Chick-fil-A. You know, you look at that, and, and everyone remembers you for the home run in the World Series, but you had a really good season, one, one of your better seasons. What do you remember, even before the World Series, 
about that season, both personally and team-wise for the Indians? Well, I realize what kind of manager that Tito is. He's the kind of manager that's able to draw out of players really their full potential. And uh, he's able to get more out of uh, players than I think some other managers are, are capable of doing. I think that's just, just the way he deals with players, how he uh, communicates with the players, and it's just um, how he is with the players. And it's uh, it's really uh, phenomenal to see and to experience. And I know that he dealt with me and very sensitive to you know what I was dealing with because you know I didn't I didn't always go out there and just did do well there. Again, I struggled, you know, but he uh, had the confidence to keep putting me out there and. And that's all I needed. And you end up leading the league in stolen bases for the first time in your career. Um, what did that mean to you as someone who's stolen a lot of bases throughout your career? Well, that was uh, one of my goals from the very beginning. Uh, usually every every season, that's that's one of my goals, to, to be the, the, the leader in, in steals that season, you know. And to do it um, after so many years of drying, um, it's, 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 it's what I've... Um, you know what I what I dreamed about doing. You know, so to to be able to do it is um, it was definitely an honor. All right, on to the stuff that fans want to know about the the home run in the World Series. Uh, obviously, so memorable for so many people, including yourself. And then you're with a different team last year uh, on the West Coast. But how often did it come up in in your day to day throughout a baseball season where you're not in Cleveland anymore? But but you're out in, in a different division and all that. Well, spring training was, I mean, because everybody knew exactly where they were, what happened, what time it was, what they were doing, where, what they were eating. You know, they, they knew, remembered specific things that they were doing when that moment happened. You know, it was, it was a moment that, um, that I could share with uh, a, a, a variety of different people, from coaches to players to um, the staff. You know, um, a lot of different people um, experienced that moment in a different way, and uh, they were able to share that moment with me. And baseball, I, I think more than any other sport, has moments like that, especially in the postseason. And um, did it ever sink in that that now you were a name mentioned as one of the great moments in baseball history? Well, I think that's humbling just to hear because um, that moment doesn't happen without Ramirez. You know, uh, getting on base, um, the infield single, um, and then Geyer hitting the double. You know, that moment doesn't even happen um, with, with the, without those guys, without the, the, the team, you know, putting us in, in that position. Um, so it's, I mean, it's really a, a, a team thing. You know, I was, I was just seems like I was able to be at the right place at the right time, you know, facing the right person. And people who were at the game or, or watching, as you mentioned, remember where they were, things like that. What about you? Uh, do you remember much of it? Because sometimes you hear about players saying hey, the whole thing was a blur. What about for you? I wouldn't say it was a blur. <laughs> I do remember uh, a lot of it because I see uh, pictures that remind me, okay, okay, this is what I was doing. Okay, this is what I was thinking. Oh, oh, um, but I got to see so many different perspectives, um, you know, through the the video, um, and, you know, through uh, photos of uh, that moment. Um, I even have some photos in in my house uh, that remind me of of that moment. You know, it's it's just an exciting moment, you know. But um, I do remember a lot of it, just running around the bases, and then finally realizing that 
holy cow, what did I just do? You know, and just um, being so thankful um, that um, that I was able to um, experience that moment, you know, with all the fans where I could feel like I could hardly breathe, you know, it felt like, like my heart was pounding, you know, as I was running through the bases. And just to experience that moment with, you know, everyone that was there, everyone that was watching. And, and you know, a lot, most importantly, you know, those those guys that, you know, have been there since, you know, day one, since spring training that I've been playing with, um, to experience that with them and to see their joy and excitement on their faces, slapping hands, you know, giving high fives, you know, and big hugs. Um, that was That was an incredible moment. A lot of those guys are still here, which sometimes in baseball is not true. Uh, teams turn over quickly, but a pretty good amount of that core group is still here. And, and what does that mean to you coming back in this season, still a pennant contender for sure, to see so many familiar faces who are, are ready to get after it again? Uh, that's that's what was really um, eye-opening for me. When I got back, I, I realized how many familiar faces that are still here. You know, as with even with the staff and you know even the players and um, you know it's just it's just refreshing to you know see the faces just to reconnect. And your game, I think, at your stage of a career, you a lot of players say they're just trying to maintain what they have. But uh, from your perspective, uh, how are you trying to grow this year and, and keep your game at a, at a real high level? Well, I mean, um, I'm just sticking around with these young guys. <laughs> That's good enough. Uh, Bradley Zimmerman, he's my he's he's my inspiration. He's the he's the fastest guy in camp. You know, this the one. This is the guy I want to be like. You know, <laughs> so um, you know he's 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 uh, he's the the new deal. He's the real deal. You know, and, and I'm just looking forward to you know sharing with these guys. You know, learning from these guys and. And be able to um, impact in, in some way to help us win. You mentioned Bradley Zimmer, and you're right, one of the fastest in the American League a year ago. Could there be a match race this spring to, to see who's faster, or do you <laughs> just kind of go with bragging rights on that? No, we we no, we just going to um, let the numbers because he's he's obviously got the numbers. I mean, he's you know he's got the sprint speed, you know, and just just keeping it and just maintaining that. I'm good enough. Just just. Being close, just being close to to his numbers, you know, as far as uh, sprint speed, and that's good enough for me. I will close with. Uh, I remember you told me the last time you were here, uh, in terms of keeping your speed and, and playing at a high level as you get further along in your career. Sleep was the main key. Yeah. Explain to people how important sleep is, how you get that done, and, and how much you like to make sure you get your rest. Well, I mean, sleep is so it's 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 so important uh, for a, a professional athlete to get his sleep. Not just sleep, but you want to be get rest. You know, while you, while you're sleeping, you know, you could just be sleeping and and and, and just not really getting a restful sleep. You know, where you're turning, tossing, and turning all night, thinking about this and that, but. Um, just to be able to um, rest while you sleep, you know, let your let everything just go um, is is another thing, you know, just for recovery purposes, you know, and allowing your your muscles to recover and, and get ready for the next day. 
So how do you do that in a game where it seems like you're always thinking about the next game, how you did the last game, things like that? How do you put it out of your mind so that you can get that good? I think part of it is just having a routine. And you have a a good working routine. Um, Once you find one that works, you just stick with it. And that's that's the thing that changes with each individual. They have to discover what um, works for them, how they can get the rest. But once you find it, you got to keep it. And that's the the key, you know, just keeping the the habit going and um, making it um, making it last. Raj, great to have you back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. That is a member of the Indians' opening day roster, Rajay Davis. And again, that interview came before he was notified that he made the team much, much earlier this spring. But a lot of it still applies. And now, of course, he is a part of the Indians to start 2018. When we come back, we will hear from another member of the opening day roster for the Tribe, one of the last to be notified that he's on the ball club, and that is relief pitcher Matt Belisle. That's coming your way next after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you in Surprise, Arizona, where the Indians are taking on the Texas Rangers this afternoon. We'll have that ball game for you shortly after 3.05 if you're tuned to this show live and not on the podcast on iTunes. But great to have you along with us for our final show from Arizona this spring as next weekend we'll join you from Seattle as the regular season will be underway. And that's great news. Uh, A lot of anticipation for this year's season for the Cleveland Indians, to be sure. And one of those on the ball club, notified a little bit earlier today, is right-handed relief pitcher, the veteran Matt Belisle. And full disclosure here, uh, we had to leave the Goodyear Complex before we had a chance to catch up with Matt and get his thoughts on making the ball club. But we did visit with him earlier this spring, shortly after he signed, and he talked about what led him to signing with Cleveland with the opportunity to make a team out of spring training. I just um, went with my gut here on understanding the value of good people, a good organization, and an intact team ready to win, and um, an opportunity that calls, um, that's headed by a Francona and an organization that's ready to do it, means a tremendous amount to me. So um, I very much value quality across the board as far as personnel, but also an organization. I didn't want to do anything but accept that and hit it head on. No, it was interesting. Tito said he almost undersold the the prospects for you of, of how it could be here, uh, still hoping that you would end up here. And, and how did that conversation go in terms of your mind as far as the opportunity to make a club? Tito was very upfront. I thought. Um, I had a great amount of respect for how he articulated the situation, but I also understand after doing this for a little while that um, you can only say what you can say or not say, and in the end, many things can happen, especially in this market. There, there could be guys signed on top of uh, anybody, any time. And uh, I guess I continued to listen to my insights. I, I continued to just really make a decision based on what I thought was best. It may not technically have been the best opportunity compared to some other teams that may have had this or that, but. I had a pull to the quality of this place. And I always find it interesting for players trying to make a club. You lock her right next to Carlos Torres, who seems to be in a similar spot. You're, you're battling for a spot in that pen. He's a good veteran who's had a good career like yourself. And uh, How do you handle that, the day-to-day being right next to somebody and, and several others who are in the same spot? 
Uh, I don't really even. I mean, I, Carlos is a friend. I play with him in uh, Colorado. Um, just going about our days, like we know how to get ready for a big league season. That that uh, that other stuff is for somebody else to to wonder about, I suppose. And spring training, you were mentioning before, you like spring training a bunch. How come? I mean, how can you not? I, I know a lot of guys, I, I suppose, don't. And they want the lights and ready to get going. But spring training never really got monotonous for me. I've always been a kid, I guess at heart, loving to play ball. And when you get out here in these pristine fields and uh, it's the beginning of the year, the records are 0-0, you've got people excited and happy. And I just, I'm still a kid at heart, I guess, with it all. And, and spring training is a, is a great place to be. And I feel grateful, you know, I've always been grateful for another year. And spring training reminds you of that. Perspective on the division race, you may have as good a perspective as anybody. And I think both the Indians and the Twins have deservedly so high expectations. And it could be a really good battle this summer. You were around the Twins at some great times last year. What makes them a, a team that, that's really on the rise and, and a team that could be reckoned with this summer? I think uh, fundamentally there's multiple aspects of that organization right now that are pointing to upwards and staying around. I think um, they're a very close-knit group that has played together for quite some time. They've tasted defeat. They've tasted what it's like to win, and they know how to win from them. Uh, last year and from the minor league seasons that they've accumulated together and they're they're very hungry but individually they're very good people too so they care and I think they're on the right track and with Falvey over there leading the way too I think he understands winning and it's a very good ingredient right now. You mentioned Derek Falvey and he had the, the good impact on this organization and have you been able to see that in your short time here uh, some of the earmarks of what he left behind here based on what you saw in Minnesota? I suppose so. I mean, I, I think Falvey obviously is a very bright, energetic, and, and, and driven individual, but I also seem to think that there's a lot of other people involved with what Cleveland has developed so far as well. So I don't know if I could put it all on him, but I just know that this place has excellence written all over it. And you like some familiarity? I know you mentioned uh, off-season. You train with another member of the Indians' bullpen. And uh, explain that, where, where you do your off-season training and who you see on a regular basis. Well, Cody Allen has been a friend for quite some time. I've played catch and trained with him uh, for four or five years now, I suppose. Uh, maybe three or four. I'm not even sure now. But at Fort Worth at the TMI Institute, um, really close to the Rangers area, is where uh, we we spend our mornings getting ready for spring training. So it's a uh, it's a really good place to focus on getting work done, and it's been fun being around him. He's a great individual. Did you bounce anything off of him before you signed here, or were you too far down the road at that point anyway? You know, um, he would always express how he thought so highly of this place and how he would love for that to work out. But, no, my he was getting ready. He was gone, and my process was just getting ready for each day, and I didn't need to bug him with anything. I knew that this was a good spot, and we sure would love to play together. But, um Business is business. That is Indians relief pitcher Matt Belisle, who has been notified that he has made this ball club and will be with the team on opening day 2018, Thursday night in Seattle. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks to everyone down here in the Goodyear, Arizona area. We're in surprise today, but certainly Ryan Lance, who runs the complex in Goodyear, for making our stay wonderful, as always, for the six weeks or so of spring training. 
And now it is baseball time, folks. We'll join you next week from Seattle for our first regular season edition of Tribe Talk. So until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Time to hop back on the bandwagon, folks. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.